0: joy stick show your three favorite friends from hawaii are back to talk story about what brings us joy in comics video games and pop culture we'll share our stick with you so stick around if you fancy what you hear please like and subscribe on the platform you frequent your support is extremely appreciated Uh, if this is your first time mahalo for spending it with us i'm your co-host drake that's thomas
1: what up what up and that's scott
0: And again, welcome to the Joystick Show. We are filming not during the nighttime, typically. We do that, but now we're filming in the middle of the day, because we all had a moment to do so, so we might as well try something new in the sun. Well, technically under the shade of our homes, but the sun (laughs) is out, I assume.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) uh i can see uh, it, a little cloudy over here uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a little overcast with still, a uh, 60 chance of rain <laughs> yeah still got some sunlight
2: uh, shining through there uh, blah,
1: blah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, that's yeah uh some stuff happened uh i don't think we watched a lot of stuff but some things went on we got some news we got some one trailer that popped up i think during the oscars <laughs> which we can talk about yeah, the Oscars yeah. a little bit. Uh, then we got a few reviews of individual things that we have watched this weekend. Again, not too much. And then we got the last of us finale and episode two of the Mandalorian. So, all right. Yeah. Do we want to kick off? Let's just kick off the Oscars and then we'll talk about that one trailer last. So yeah. the Oscars, what did you guys watch any of it? Uh, like literally? No, but I did <laughs> see who won. Um, nice.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, I got that pulled up. <laughs>
0: um, it seems like
2: everything, everywhere, all at once freaking swooped it through moves. and took all the things. Did, um, yeah. It was interesting to see, like, some of the other movies that, like, you would kind of expect to see win, and they win, like, some of the other, like, oh, best sound. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's where I wonder, like, do you is that just, like, them throwing them a bone or, you know? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I, Avatar, of course, you got. You know, visuals, but um, you get one and mm-hmm. then everything everywhere all at once gets everything.
0: Like it's yeah,
1: just- yeah. Cause you'd think something like Tar or Banshees of Irishin or something like that would win you know those high awards. But yeah. yeah, it was I and I I told this to Christina going into a mic, like, if everything everywhere all at once wins best picture, this is gonna change the Oscars forever. I did not even think about Michelle Yeoh winning Best Actress or Jamie Lee Curtis winning Best Supporting Actress and Keihee Kwan winning Best Supporting Actor. Like, all that stuff was so crazy to swept. me. Yeah, it so swept. Cool. Yeah. And I i think it is going to change things as far as, like, award shows go forever.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you look at some of the contenders in these categories and you're like, damn, these are, like, they're hard to beat but they yeah. did
1: it <laughs> like, I know Kate Blanchett and Angela Bassett and uh you know Austin Butler for Elvis all that stuff mm-hmm. yeah I don't know did Elvis even win a no I don't even think Elvis won an award
0: it did not that's crazy um, Black Panther won um Best. costume design mm-hmm. but they didn't win makeup and hairstyling which is like that's interesting
1: right who won that I mean not I, I don't even care but I, yeah, I think oh the whale <laughs> that <laughs> oh, makes sense okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, hey, how awesome for Brendan Fraser that he has an Oscar now. Yes. Good for him.
2: And um yeah, what was it? There was a little moment of um Brendan Fraser and um K okay, oh, Quan. God. Yeah, King Kwan, they were like both from like Insigno Man, right? And they've,
1: now they both have Oscars. Like, yeah. so insane. Dude, I know. Jimmy Kimmel even said that. He's like, who would have thought two guys from Insigno Man would behold, be holding Oscars this year? And it's like so true. <laughs> I, I don't like remember everything about that movie, but I remember watching it and thinking like, this is so dumb, even as a little yeah, kid. Yeah. So it's yeah. fantastic that those guys have Oscars now from that movie. Next is Polly Shore. Polly Shore is getting the Oscar next.
2: <laughs> i know poor guy he must have been pretty butthurt. <laughs>
0: like
2: <laughs> Maybe. i should be up there man yeah um, uh,
0: he's yeah he, he probably will win the life award for short and just in general because i think he's like five something
1: nice nice That's, he kind of intersects balling. with bobby lee and them from uh bad friends because yeah, i yeah, think Ju- I juicy's that. on his tour right she's on his comedy yes. tour yeah, shout out to the Bad Friends podcast. Like they need a shout out from us. Uh, <laughs> I know, yeah,
2: they're struggling over there, so yeah, 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 yeah. help them out. You can stop Let's, listening now and go get give them a listen. Yeah, yeah
1: but first, uh-huh. like a review, and then you can hop over. <laughs> yeah, 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 like a yeah, review. We actually, we like actually review. We're a this charity be, podcast. Uh, <laughs>
0: all quiet on the Western Front won um, a bit of things. Oh, no, like, did production it, design. It, it was, was very quiet
1: TV. on my Western Front. Hey yeah. <laughs> heyo!
0: It's a German film, so. But it, it's also like a World War II film, so... Oh, I
2: want to see that. Yeah, I keep seeing yeah. it on my Netflix, and then I look at the clock, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't have time right now, but I'm going to watch <laughs> like you. two-hour-and-a-half
0: movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 You
2: also want no distractions with a war movie.
0: Yeah, you, know? you want to be immersed. Exactly. Just like like uh, 1918, was it? Where they it was just one shot? Seven. One shot. That was... 17. Yeah. Or? Whatever year that was was yeah.
2: good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, whatever.
0: Uh, 1200 BC or something, whatever. Yeah.
1: Right. Um, a different movie <laughs> but, but uh the daniels winning everything every all at once i really do think it's going to change everything for movies going forward it was such mm-hmm. a unique and weird movie and and just as like a not funny point but i do think it's an interesting point is with parasite winning and this winning these blended genre movies are becoming more and more popular because i think they're unique you know mm-hmm. what i mean It has like Mm -hmm. action and comedy and romance and drama. And it's like you found all those things kind of in Parasite too. I wonder if we're going to see more of the type of movies win some of the bigger awards. Not just like pure drama or pure romance or whatever. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, that's an interesting thought that you bring up too. It's like – because back when Oscars were Oscars, right, it's like the best – adaptation from what we thought was something or like the best acting or the best screenplay. And like you said, now it's like an amalgamation of all these things. I wonder if, um, theater will go through or cinema will go through like this, another bell curve of like, everything is just like everything everywhere all at once. And then like, we get so much of that. And then all of a sudden it goes back to, it needs to be so specific in order to win Oscars or whatever. Right. Yeah. But I'm, I'm
2: hoping in that regard, like it, just we get better movies in general, like you know, like 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 when we talked about, um, what is it, Into the Spider Verse, pushing like different animation styles now that it's yes. like acceptable to take chances. Hopefully, these kind of movies push other film directors and creators and whatnot being like, hey, people are actually coming out to see kind of weird movies as long as the story's great and whatnot. Um, and we don't need to always have like the super who's hot right now leading person. You know, like just put good actors in there and good story and it speaks for itself. So hopefully we get more of that. And even if they don't all win, they'll all be on the radar.
1: You yeah know, yeah yeah definitely yeah um the daniels actually talked a lot about what you guys are talking about in this age where there's so much short form media you know you have your tiktok clips you have short youtube short what well, they're called shorts obviously but <laughs> you know what i mean when you have like yeah. fast media he's like i think stories like ours will always continue if they're interesting if they're well done and shout out to the daniels super interesting guys i mean shit they filmed a Little John music video turned down yeah. for what? And now they have Oscars. So <laughs> they're cool. dope. Yeah. Uh, awesome for, I think, Asian representation too. Having Michelle Yeoh, Kay Kwan, uh, you know, all those actors get these awards was, was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I think that's dope. Another yeah. Asian actor that's a part of our news, Steven Ewan from The Walking Dead, has officially come out and said he's going to be in Thunderbolts. Hey-o. What do you guys nice. think? Do you have any predictions on who he could be? I don't, but I'm excited to hear that he's going to be a
2: part of it. I really do like him. I loved him in The Walking Dead. Super uh, sad when he dies. Spoiler alert if you yeah. we were oh, super god. late to watch the show. I couldn't even but, watch it. Um, I was like, it was I'm brutal. Yeah. yeah, after that I was like, oh my god, it's just depressing from here on out. Mm. It was always depressing, but it was even more so. But um, yeah, he was he's great. I'm a big fan of his, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. I will watch whatever he whatever role he takes.
1: Yeah, for sure. What if he pl- takes the century? Do you think that's going to be weird? I'm out. <laughs> 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 um, that would be interesting if he
0: did take the century because the century is pretty much OP, right? Except, I, and I think Steve Ewan has the acting range to be able to portray a lot of. The mental health situations that the century goes through, right? The emotional range. So, mm. I, I would love to see it. I mean, regardless that the century is typically played by like a blonde, white, cisgendered male, I think um, we've broken through those barriers already. It doesn't really matter because the century is not an established character. So, or, or uh, an established character in that sense. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I agree. I'm down. Yeah. yeah for sure. I'm down. Bring it. Uh, all right. We got Ted Lasso, season three coming out tomorrow. Oh. yeah dude and at the time yeah so it's a 14th coming out on the 15th of march 2023 yeah what do we think are we stoked what do you think this is gonna be the last season so yeah yeah i think it's hard not to. dude i'm pumped especially with the ending of last season yeah if
2: you're a fan of ted lasso and you're seeing those character arcs between um ted and oh what's his name uh
1: goldstein evil nate Oh, I'm calling. You, Nate. I'm calling yeah. evil Nate now. Evil Nate now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> he's he took West quite
2: hand. a turn. Like he's just turning to the villain. It's a guy. It's a villain you never wanted to see a villain. Right. But you also know it's, he's gonna make a good villain.
0: I love um, how Apple Plus didn't put out a lot of like trailers for it because it gives us some time to ruminate and think versus anticipate and want.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because that that whole like situation where all the characters are just making those believe posters. Um, And putting them up, it's just like, oh, man. you As a soccer fan, I think the realization that Nate coaches West Ham, who's in the Premier League currently, and how essentially Richmond has to kind of not only come up into that place, but you can kind of assume that they're going to try to win the Premier League because they've stated it for so long. So it'll be really interesting moving forward.
1: Yeah, I know. I wonder if Richmond wins, if they'll be promoted and that's where Ted, I mean, I don't know how you're going to have Ted leave the team or leave in a note where you're like, okay, that makes sense. He, you know, isn't going to coach soccer anymore. I don't know. Maybe he gets pulled back to the U S for pros. I don't know. Pro football. I don't know. Like pro American football. I don't yeah. know. It's going to be interesting, but I'm oh, that's a good point. It. Maybe
2: it's like at the end, he gets that offer and then he turns it down and stays.
1: Stay yeah. stays with Richmond. S- stays with richmond and then Ooh. they're like oh
2: yeah he's part of the family and then
1: it ends and then it ends yeah because it's like okay we get it he's part of the team now forever
2: yeah yeah that'd, that'd be good interesting
1: that'd be good like, all right don't let uh, us down it's... ted lasso riders <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah we already have our ending so do it
1: yeah don't do it. yeah uh quick note before we move on to trailers uh saw nick offerman his stand-up this past weekend super That's... fucking funny uh he he's different if you are expecting Ron Swanson, and there were some people in the crowd who were expecting Ron Swanson, uh, he is not that. And he does make some jokes about it. He has a funny song about not being Ron Swanson. That's uh, But uh, if you are afraid of woke humor or anti-gun jokes or something like that, uh, just be forewarned because he will go there. And <laughs> I thought it was hilarious but the lady and guy sitting next to me did not. That's, that's even more funny.
2: <laughs> it <laughs> was great. <laughs> like, oh,
1: I was crashing. Not the know. man I thought I knew. Yeah, exactly. He, he has a song about, uh, you know, not being Ron Swanson and he's, and he talks about how Ron eats steak every day and eggs. And he's like, he's like, yeah, Ron can do it. But, uh, Nick Offerman's colon cannot. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, that one is, yeah, he's funny. I, I highly recommend it. If you, uh, yeah, if he's in your town, go check it out because the Hell songs yeah. are good. Yeah, and the jokes are funny, so it was it was awesome. Oh, he also talked about being on The Last of Us. He had some jokes about being Bill and talking about Bill in The Last of Us. Oh, nice some real jokes, damn. Yes, yeah, and he went into that and how it made a lot of people mad, and how um, those people are super ignorant. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just really liked his take on his performance and how he was proud of his work and how he's gotten more messages and yeah, just more message from people. I think from any of his roles, like this was the most message he got from any of his roles ever was playing bill from the last of us. Wow. And he was so proud of it. And he was so stoked that it was bill. Oh, sorry. What is his name? Murray Bartlett. Oh, Murray yeah. Bartlett who played Frank. Yeah. So So good. Uh, yeah, it was cool. Cool. I felt like I was like behind the scenes on something. He even played. He started off the joke by playing the song that they play on the piano together, and so he was playing it on the guitar and he was singing it. And then he and then he stops and then he goes into his monologue about it and then some jokes and he does this really good job of like taking really serious topics and then spinning it into like a joke with a punchline at the end. That's is it so good.
0: uh, like John Leguizamo-esque in terms of how he has like the stage presence and like uh, one-man show, or is it like a blend of traditional stand-up and that?
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it is closer to a John Leguizamo type, but uh, so cool. more stand-up than I remember. But it it's almost like Bo Burnham, but um, not as goofy. Like you okay. know, kind of okay. kind of like the Ron Swanson delivery, but just so solid. Um, but yeah, he'll go into a little monologue Talking about some stuff There'll be some jokes And then he'll be like oh, okay, and I actually have a song about that And then he'll start playing the song And the songs oh, nice. are funny too So, oh, so good Nick Offerman Definitely go check it out Hell yeah So we also got a trailer during the Oscars For The Little Mermaid uh, What did you guys think? You want to kick it off, Scott? Yeah, sure
2: um, You know, it looks... It looks okay like i don't know if i'm gonna be rushing out to watch and stuff i think the biggest like turn off for me is like seeing the um ariel's friends so realistic it's right. weird for me to see Flounder as like a regular fish and sebastian just a regular crap like <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wish yeah. every animated thing now took like a, a sonic approach and made them look like the cartoon right. um, I it might even look fucking weird if they did that but it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. It's like too real for me, but other than that, um, you know, and then I got to keep in mind, this movie's not for me, you know, like I'm, I'm an adult. Um, and like, this is kids are going to love the shit out of this movie. Mm -hmm. And the visuals are crazy. Like you, they, they show a glimpse of like them, like with all the mermaids and all that stuff. Um, the oh the actor who plays her dad is like amazing. Um, what's what's that? Yeah, Javier name? Bardem, I think is yeah there? yeah, yeah. Oh, Javier yeah, yeah. Bardem. Like, dude, yeah. that guy's awesome. So, you know, it it'll probably do pretty well. Like, they got a great cast. Um, the visuals are amazing. Oh, um, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. A new oh yeah, yeah, Melissa McCarthy
1: plays um, Ursula. So dude, she looks like a good Ursula too. Yeah, I was I was pretty impressed by that look. Uh, <laughs> I really liked her tail. The, the Little Mermaid's tail, I was like that looks pretty damn good. I, I don't know why. I thought that was like super amazing, but they uh, nailed I, the tail. They did, they did, yeah. But I was like, damn it, Sebastian's mouth is too small. I didn't like that. I like big it's, mouth Sebastian like Regular for, yeah. crap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want Sebastian with a jawline. You know, yeah. But, I wanted like I wanted his mouth to be all teeth, and he had a little mouth. What did you think, Drake?
0: I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I so. I understand that it's a musical. I understand that Disney's going through this phase of like making a lot of the animated features into live action, and I'm a super about it. In certain contexts, it's awesome. In certain contexts, it's not as great as the original, but it's definitely nostalgic. That that new nostalgia, and like again, Lin Manuel Miranda is up in it, and I he is have yeah. i spoke spoken oh, in my piece respect. about he's
1: he's Le Chef Louis. Oh shit, that's um, funny. And I've, I've
0: you know I've spoken my piece about Lin Manuel in terms of like what he's been able to do and what he's been able to accomplish at the same point in time. Like, I think there, I have seen some things where to me, he seems a little bit um, on his high horse, but that makes sense. Cause he's doing all this good with the Disney shows and coming up with cool rhymes, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I think I'm changing my mind about certain things. And then, uh, yeah, super excited to see it. And, you know, it, it's really great to have mermaid representation. I think we don't have a lot of mythological representation in movies nowadays. So, um, it's about yeah, time. I'm yeah. Really, pro-mermaid
1: right? all day, man. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. And if anyone's been listening from the beginning, we've always been all about mermaids. So, you know, it's about time they get it right. Yeah.
0: When they do Hercules, I'm excited for that because um, we'll get to see a lot more Greek mythology in a less uh, – you know, traditional cut their head off type situation that I would be looking forward to Hercules, my favorite one. So. Yeah. I'm trying hmm.
1: to think who's the one that plays the satyr. Uh, uh, like oh, Dan they got to bring back Danny DeVito though. That's, that's what I'm saying. If He's Danny DeVito gotta, yeah, is not the satyr, I think that's a miss. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like
1: Recast whoever
2: else. You got to keep Danny DeVito. Like that voice is. And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they could probably use James. Is James Wood still with us? I think so. I His Hades so. was pretty iconic too. But at least Philatides. We gotta get some Dan Devito. His comedy is is amazing and he would crush it as um Philatides. Still. So. Wood's
0: seventy five.
1: Whoa. Whoa.
0: Yeah, he's CG, up there. CG baby
1: Stewart it. Hey, I mean, uh Earl James Earl Jones was doing Vader up until the last year in the nineties. So come on, James Wood. They- yeah. And he's literally got blue fire for hair when he's Hades, so there's gonna be CG so <laughs> definitely i do you like think? how to if, so like We're what practical
2: uh, is
0: i mean you could put on some sort of like weird uh, 10
2: second scenes yeah go <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. go 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 his eyes are just yeah, uh, the whole time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but i do like if, if you're not going to bring in the original cast have them like adjacent like what they did with wednesday and um, christina ricci or what they did with the last of us and the two original characters who voice acted I think that's. Yeah. I mean, that's great. Just keep doing that because it, it's homage upon homage, and then it really legitimizes the thing too. Especially if, again, like how Kevin Conroy was was in other Batman's, etc., cetera, etc.
1: Cetera. So. Yeah, yeah, I I think so. And if their actors are still working, they're around. Fucking use them. So I'm on yeah. board with that big time. Big time. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think. I got Parks and Rec on the brain because that's Rashida Jones and then, you know, Nick Offerman and all that. And Rashida goes yeah. Jones with the big time. Can't get out of my brain. Can't get out of there. Reviews. Do? Let's do it. Moving on. To Moving subscribe. on. <laughs> we are here at Reviews. Uh, let's kick it off with The Last of Us since you we just uh, you were talking about the voice actors that they pulled from the game oh, yeah, yeah, into yeah. the show. Uh yeah let's kick it off with the finale what did you guys think oh man
2: that was good um (laughs) (laughs) oh
1: man drake you
2: (laughs) whoa man (laughs) oh buddy um damn it was really good um i beat the first game and i was hoping they would you know do that ending that they did and they they pretty much summed it up like it, yeah. the only thing that wasn't in the game was like the hundreds of bad guys you have to fight at the end right. which makes sense and that makes it like that much harder right when you're playing the game but it makes sense in the show that it's um like five dudes he's taken out i really love though um in that scenario that they um cut the music down and they yeah. like they put a score over it and they really made it feel like you are in his head it's not glorifying the killing mm-hmm. it's like he doesn't want to do this but he's going to do what it takes yeah um super about that last episode it was really good
1: yeah, yeah. definitely <clears throat> yeah.
0: it definitely brings it together i think um because uh, throughout the show and episodes they change things for the viewership not necessarily for the people who played the game and this one's a little bit more uh game orientated not verbatim, obviously, but like mm-hmm. it was way more attuned to what happened in the game. And yep. I think for me, that's like, oh, well, if this is the case moving forward, what are we to expect from season two, Last of Us 2? Because it does kind of uh, allow itself into it. Mm-hmm. I think um, for me, the episode, the finale was great, but it, it's how is it setting up for season two? And I think there are a few parts we can get into it, like like set it up really well. And some of it's like, hmm, I wonder how they're going to transition and what they're going to make different to make better. So, what about you, Tom? How did you like it?
1: Yeah, uh, agree with a lot of what you said. It's interesting. I I need to start watching all the cutscenes for part two because I didn't play the first game, and I, you know I watched all the cutscenes for. it. I watched like it was probably like a six hour video of all the cutscenes and some gameplay, mm-hmm. and they really cut down on the infected. And I know that was a big thing for people was that this season didn't have a lot of infected. Now I didn't notice it because I didn't play the game, but, and also it made sense within the world that they were creating for HBO. Uh, I, I, that like already sounds like a complaint, but I thought the ending was perfect. I really did. I, I thought it was one of the best episodes. I wouldn't say it was the best episode of the season, but it was one of the best episodes. And so much is, so much has changed for the characters right we get to see from the beginning of episode one to now episode nine ellie is a completely different person uh we see it at the end or actually at the beginning of this episode after we see ashley johnson which shout out to ashley johnson from being the voice of ellie growing pains growing pains to start yeah um critical role critical role in yep as pike uh being in avengers so and she killed it as ellie's mom uh, um yeah Damn, was she so... All the voice actors from the game killed it in live-action roles, I thought. I thought they were Mm -hmm. all so good. So I hope that more voice actors get the opportunity to be on-screen actors because they were so damn good. And she was a highlight for me in this episode. Um, But we get to see some backstory for Ellie, so I thought that was cool. But then we're brought to present day with Ellie. And again, if you you know put them side by side ellie in episode one and ellie at the start of episode nine man um she's went through some shit she's seen Mm -hmm. some things had to do some things that you know no kids should have to do and from the start of it like to me she she's going through some type of ptsd and there's you know she's silent she's quiet and now joel after calling her baby girl you know, is fully accepted the dad role and wants to make her feel better. Yeah. And yeah, I, oh man, I just loved how they started it. And the conversation with the giraffes and things being side by side, when you juxtapose it to the game, you know, you get, it, it's like line for line on the dialogue after they meet the giraffe. One thing I noticed, and uh, I thought this was interesting when you, again, if you go split split, split screen and you have the Mm -hmm. game on one side and then you have the show on the other side everything's swapped so meaning that the giraffe is now on the left side the game the giraffe is on the right side when joel and ellie are talking they're swapped in the game there are left and right again vice versa for the show i'm wondering is that do you guys think there's a reason they did that Hmm. and and i I have a theory but i want to hear what you guys think um you know what I, i
2: wonder like so, sometimes when I see things played on the internet, like, and they don't have the rights to it or something of some sort, they'll yeah. play things in reverse. And I think that bypasses a lot of, like, I guess paying the rights for certain things. So, I wonder if, like, if they're. I don't know. I don't know if maybe they have so many rights to the game and certain people own certain things and certain shots. So, maybe, like, as long as they reverse certain things, they can take it screenshot for screenshot, but just reverse it and they don't have to. I don't know, and then they can own it? I have no idea. But maybe maybe something like that? I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah. I would go a little bit, I would go like, uh, not tangentially, but like theori- theoretically, right? Like the game is the game. And if they did it verbatim, then they would have to say and deal with all that criticism. Whereas now they're doing the, the opposite, the switch, the vice versa potentially. And so it is uh, parallel, not necessarily the same.
1: Maybe. Dude, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That you nailed it. I think that was kind of my theory too. Was it's a way to separate video game universe from cinematic universe. Mm. So that was my thing. Yes, they mirror each other. Like literally, if you put a mirror in between those two screens, they mirror each other when you if you folded them in on each other. But it's like this is as a way to represent yeah, this cinematic universe on HBO, it is the same source material. It is still The Last of Us, but it's two different things. And so I don't know. I, I was like, that was me putting on my tinfoil hat, maybe digging deeper. But it was just a weird thing that I noticed because I went back to back. Right, I was watching the the cutscenes and then I was mm-hmm. watching the show. I'm like, oh, it's so weird how they flipped everything. So I don't know. It was just a weird thing I noticed. Go back and if you have a theory, please like tweet us, comment, write, write a review on it and we'll read it. And uh, I want to hear what you guys have to say about it because I thought that was interesting. Yeah, uh,
0: I thought the a, a lot of people or I read an article online that said they, uh, it was too short and, um, you know, it wasn't what the viewers expected. I don't I don't necessarily think that's the case, in my opinion. But yeah, I, do. I don't think so
1: either. Yeah,
0: I do enjoy the – if you've played The Last of Us 2, you know what's going to happen or yeah. has the potentiality to happen. I think they did a really good job, if you're not playing the game, to solidify Ellie and Joel's relationship so that you are 100% in it and you have all this investment. You watched an entire show a series based off of just their essentially relationship. And then you have that little hinge where Joel's like, yes, what I said to you in the vehicle is true. And you can see it in Ellie's eyes like, you know, tell me that all that was for naught, right? Because there's mm-hmm. there's definitely things in Joel's connotations from their uh, journey together where he's changed. So Ellie does know Joel to an extent. Yeah, and so it's going to be interesting how they go into season two. And potentially, because of what's going to happen there, uh, they might have more zombie-esque type situations because you no longer have to build off of the relationship of Joel and Ellie. You can just focus on the characters there um, or or the story plot of season two. So that might be something that they're going to do. But yeah, I I definitely enjoyed the tension
1: what's up yeah no definitely so on that point i i love this line and you mentioned it right there like they built on their relationships a lot through this season and there was one line i just wanted to highlight because it was so damn good right Mm -hmm. after they're walking through the army setup and joel's kind of reminiscing on the past uh you know they he basically tells ellie like i you know tried to kill myself missed i was the guy who shot missed and then Mm -hmm. she goes well i guess you know time heals all wounds and then he looks at her and he goes, it wasn't time that did it. And he starts yeah, choking up crying. Well, and I man. look at the Christina, she's going, <laughs> she's like starting to like bubble up. It started to tear. And I look <laughs> at her and I look at Pedro Pascal about to cry. And I'm like, God <laughs> damn it. they got The me. dog's
2: crying. Yeah, the dog, everybody's
1: oh, yeah. crying. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Seriously, everybody. Yeah, I, I was one of them. God, I love that line so much. And it was making me choke up. Right you know, at that moment, damn it, I don't know. what you, did you guys, what was your reaction to that? No, for sure. Like that, that whole
2: interaction was great. Cause it, it sets you up for why Joel makes a decision. He does in the end, right? Like he's got to pick like the world or Ellie, you know? And he's like, in the beginning, he was like, I want nothing to do with you. I'm going to take you here. I'm going to get rid of you. Your cargo, your cargo. Yeah, basically. And then now he's like, Now she's like a new daughter. They've like literally survived through hell multiple times together. You know, there's their bond is crazy strong. And um now they're like, okay, Joel, like we got it from here. They kind of treat him like a dick, though, I thought too. But they're like, we got it from here, like you can escort him out of here. And he's like, fuck that. Like, you're not gonna kill my daughter. Mm -hmm. So they, they really set that up. So now you're like, well, I mean, if if you haven't been watching the whole season. That sort of line will even just like hit it harder. You could have just tuned into that episode and realized like, oh yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. He's definitely going to kill for her because of that scene we got earlier. Like it was, it was such a good scene. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, do, I do like how they brought back um, that firefly. What was a firefly's Marlene? Oh, Marlene. Marlene. I like how they brought back Marlene, but they didn't necessarily like like give us the haps on like how she was shot and then traveled the time frame that Joel and uh, Ellie did, but faster and recovered, etc., cetera, et cetera. But in the game, you, you kind of like understand that that also took place mm-hmm. that she, she got there. I, I did like the, how they brought it back, but I did like how they didn't go too much into that. And mm-hmm. it gives them kind of leeway to like continue to build on that universe. Right. As, as they do um, how you might be able to see like a, a fireflies that's not necessarily attached to Nathan Fillion or, uh, you know, other spinoffs that could possibly Happen in
1: the future, that'd be really cool. Yeah. Wait, did you, is that the other Flyer, Firefly show you're talking about? Yeah, that threw me off. I the was like, Joss Whedon one, I yeah, 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 I was like, man, th- this is a multiverse now for Fireflies. <laughs> I was getting like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that threw me off for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I think
2: overall, this, this whole episode was like, even if there wasn't a season two, like they did, they did such a good job with like sticking If you're gonna pick any episode to stick to the game. This is the one to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, when I played the first game, I didn't know it was going to be a second game. And like that ending, especially after you're putting in like three times as many hours as you are the show, right? In a video game. And um, it hits harder. Like, you know, like you're, you're going through this journey. You think you're going to find a cure. Then you find out they're going to kill one of the characters that has been with you this whole time. And mm-hmm. you're with Joe. You're like, I got to save her. You do. And you're like, okay, that was a solid ending to a story. Like you got this crazy, um, new life. Joe, starting with Ellie and it's, um, he's like lying to protect, you know, like his new daughter per se. Like, and that's something parents do. Like, you know, they, they want to just, they, they tell white lies to protect them. But, um, I like, like what Drake was saying too. Like, I like how Ellie could like see, she didn't totally trust what he was saying. Like, I don't fully believe you, but I have no proof otherwise. So, that's definitely gonna lead into the second season though going off of that um, yeah the second seasons gonna be good and it's, what's cool too is like if you play the second game and you know the story there's things that they'll jump back to in this in the first game and they and they can jump back to these scenes and you're like you already yeah. know like you see certain things you're like oh shit okay
0: yeah, yeah, I they know what that. Started is. filming season two in season one, so they could have that content, huh?
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> there's probably. Some, yeah. Um, so what is it? Craig Mazin basically said that they haven't started writing. No, they've they've started discussions on season two, and they said that the part two video game is going to span multiple seasons, which is smart for them. Cause, Cause it's a yeah.
2: fucking big game though, too. You know. Is it? Yeah. Is it that bigger than long the that part yeah. one? Is it? Okay. Yeah, it was long because wow. there was parts where I'm like, oh, I think I'm almost done. And then nope. this whole other part of the game unlocks. And you're like, wow, there's, yeah. it's like two games. Like it's, it's, it's a it's long I game. Am. That game is like exhausting. Yeah. And then you're
0: like, oh, it's done now. And then they have like another 45 minutes out of nowhere. It's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. It's like okay.
2: watching all the Lord of the Rings in one sitting kind of thing. Like, yeah. like you, it's good, but you're like, if you I didn't know, you're going to watch a nine hour or <laughs> what? You no, know, eight, six, 12 hour movie. 52 hours. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> cuz and especially like there's Extended like club. the last of us it stays true to um all the freaking anxiety you get through it and the drama and like the the pull you get from people like you meet in the game and then dying and stuff you're like by the end of the game like you feel exhausted even though you didn't do any of the um physically any of the things and like i beat the ah. game and i was like wow was such a good story but like I don't know if I have time to go through that journey again if I
1: want to play again. Like it's like
2: it took a lot out of me. Like it's it's so good though. Damn. And I, I could I can see how they're gonna break that up into different seasons.
1: I better start the cutscenes now because I'll it, probably dude. I'll probably just be finished by the time season two comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh they did an amazing job. Um, Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin. Uh, incredible. I I think I guess this is the question. What do you guys have any? other video games that they should adapt into a show. And do you think this opens the door for more, sh- for more video games to get this kind of treatment adapting oh. into a show or movie? Oh, for Star- sure. Starcraft for sure. Starcraft. Ooh, that's a good Starcraft one. Starcraft
2: for sure. Oh, that could be cool actually. Yeah. That that's could a great be idea. Cool. I
1: know there's one that they're already
2: working on, I believe, but I still want to, I'm still want to see it, but uh ghost of Tsushima. I oh, think yeah, That yeah, would yeah. be amazing. And that's Damn. totally doable. Cause it's not like too far fetched. You know? Yeah.
0: That's practical. true. Very practical, very practical.
1: Oh. Yeah, you're right. Ghost of Tsushima, Bioshock.
0: Oh, Bioshock. Yeah, Bioshock is sick. sick.
1: What's that? Borderlands. They're making uh, Gears Bro. of War. I mean, I, there's so much good material out so there for the pull from. Sure. I, I think that this is elevated video game, TV, or just shows, movies forever. And I hope that. I, I, it's gonna happen I just can't wait to see what the next video game property is that is gonna be elevated to this level this totally is no, do you know <laughs> what would be a really great do
0: you
1: remember first Gator oh, one or two yeah yeah uh, <laughs> they got the, out, well, do you, well, you remember well, The, the Descent away. Yes, Descent yeah I remember So, the so Descent. okay
0: so imagine that they did a, 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 a story like The Descent but they used The Forest and Sons of the Forest
1: oh Holy sick shit. that would
0: be sick like but more horror-esque yeah oh, they could totally do that that would be great
2: so and it's kind of like I mean the the force is kind of like uh, um like that show Lost right you got that yeah. aspect where like they arrive on an island why are they there and then you got this horror aspect to it too so that'd be awesome people tune in for
1: that for sure definitely the sons of the forest for you haven't played it's a survival game that yeah you're out in a forest are you crash land in a forest and you have to like make everything you have to fish or hunt for food you have to make shelter all these things and then at night these creatures come out and attack you so i think that you're right that game is right for a show and you get like four interesting characters that have to survive uh season in and out and you get weird monsters. Oh my God, that'd be cool. I'd be that'd super be sad sick for that. Sick. Uh, but yeah, love the last of us this season. I thought it was great all the way through. I do kind of, I, it wasn't a problem for me, but I do kind of agree that more infected would be awesome for next season. But Craig Mazin has already said there's going to be more infected. Uh, I think they did a great job of establishing the characters, establishing the world and fuck uh, yeah it was one of the best sh- i don't know if anything is gonna top it for me this year but right mm. now it's sitting at a very comfortable like top spot if for my top show of the year already so mm. yeah oh yeah for sure plus i'm such like a stand for pedro Pascal. like he already he yeah. already wins in my book he's so good did you watch yeah. his um hot ones take
2: i didn't yet no did no no not yet he, he he's, looks so he's charming even
0: more, yeah he's so fucking charming it's like it's great. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah it's super definitely. great. I saw this one interview where they were like talking about some time in the past. He's like, oh, yeah, we were on so much mushrooms and like we did this thing. And I'm like, that's so cool. Like he's just like free to be like, yeah, I was on a lot of drugs. and uh, I had a good time in like this E type of
1: format of interview. Right. Like <laughs> I'm he, like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. He can do no wrong. I mean, yeah. he can do the Like, just that That meme's been going around from uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent with him and Nick Cage in the car. I fucking love it. Where They're smile. on those drugs. <laughs> yeah. And Nick Cage is dead serious. And you answer yeah. him and he's, yeah, smiling Heisekai. It's so damn good. Uh, but we still have him in The Mandalorian, which I'm stoked yes. about. Uh, should we dive into Mandalorian or should we make everybody wait a little bit and do some quick reviews on some other things that we have briefly watched this weekend? I think we make everybody wait. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Yeah. Keep all right. waiting. yeah, Let's do it. You wait, you bitches. Uh, all <laughs> right. So, <laughs> We, we, love you. we love you yes please <laughs> please tune in every week uh all right what else let's see drake you're watching you uh, right how do, oh, yeah. How about you season four so far um
0: i'm uh so i'm watching it with my significant other
1: mm-hmm. um my
0: wife mi esposa and uh she started watching it and i'm like you know when when sometimes when somebody starts watching something uh especially your wife uh you're like what are you watching right and yeah then, you They're sit down. Like, and I'm gets, already going to hate this. Yeah. yeah. And then you oh. get sucked into it. Right. You're like, why is that person doing this? And am like, Oh my God. Why is that? So yeah. Um, it's Love Island. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but Love Island's got other things to keep you there as well. That's <laughs> <such laughs> nice. true. Yeah. Um, so essentially Penn Badgley, who's Joe Goldberg is essentially this guy who has brain stuff to an extent. And he's, he, he has trauma. And so he's trying to keep, Girls, women, right? So he like uh, assesses, finds, puts them in a uh, a box. They they call it a box, but it's really like a really unrealistic. How do you get the money or the materials to make this down here without anybody knowing? Kind of a situation, like a prison,
1: right? like an underground prison. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, like A bad cave prison.
0: Like, yeah, like that. Okay, and so. <laughs> Uh, you go through the seasons of watching him do this and you're like, man, how's he going to get away with this? And he gets away with it. And he's like, man, how's he going to get away with this? And then he gets away with it. And this one, it changes. So season three, it transforms into a murder mystery. So you're thinking to yourself like, oh man, okay, so how did all of this change in this situation? Where now he's trying to find a killer. Oh. Um, and you're going through this this labyrinth of Um, effect where you're like man holy crap now he has to do this like how is he going to get out of this and why why is this happening blah 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 and then there's a twist towards the end Mm -hmm. and the twist kind of really gets into oh man how is he going to get out of this it gives you that same question Mm -hmm. and knowing that he does get out of this and knowing that this looks even more bleak because there's more variables now Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm still we're still waiting to finish the last episode but it's like the anticipation of how this individual is going to get onto it so they can have a season four, because this is one of the top grossing shows for Netflix right now, um, mm-hmm. is just amazing. It's palpable. The I mean, Penn Badgley's extremely good looking. If you don't know him, he was on Easy A with Emma Stone.
1: Yeah, um, um, Gossip Girl.
0: Gossip Girl, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, Previous ones, they had uh, Victoria Pedretti, who was on um, that anthology with the house on Haunted Hill or whatever. Jenna mm-hmm. um, Ortega was on this in this show for a little bit. Um, and then Tati Gabriel, who was in, I believe, uh, Sabrina, the teenage witch is also in here. And so you're starting to see kind of all of this evolve, um, with great casting, great character work, um, great acting and all on a premise that's very similar to Dexter, but on the opposite end. So like, there's definitely stuff he's going through in order to do these things that he's doing. It's not just, he's trying to do good. He's it's a, it's a real mental internal, uh, battle and it's heart-wrenching so mm-hmm. if you're interested in murder mysteries like most females are now i'm i'm speculating uh and you're interested in like handsome people doing uh stuff that's a little bit sketchy which is also murder mystery go mm-hmm. ahead and take a look
1: watch you man it's Very great nice. nice nice better than season three on par with season three um i think season three was
0: shocking because you had love, who's his wife, the Mm -hmm. identity kind of comes together and you're like, oh, this is crazy, like you're you're equal, you're mirror image and yet somehow you're making this still about you even though your circumstances are so dire because you have a child involved, etc, etc. So in terms of that uh, surprising capacity, I think this one is not as surprising, but it's more compelling because it changes how the story is being told uh, per usual.
1: Yeah. So season four better
0: season. I would say season <laughs> four is more interesting in that sense. Nice. Versus, yeah. Season
1: three. Very nice. Cool. Oh, can oh, we go yeah. around Penn Pen Badgley as Mr. Fantastic for the MCU? What, what's <sighs> your guys vote?
0: I, I would do Penn Badgley. He's with a beard. Yes. Yeah. Without the beard.
1: Um... Yeah. Scott, what about without you? the
0: beard elastic man?
1: okay all right oh, okay it's Pretty. pretty.
2: <laughs> uh, i'm not too familiar with his work but um i trust i mean he's getting you know grave reviews about all the things he's in right now so yeah why not he, i mean reviews. he looks he looks the part
1: yeah yeah is he he's
2: murder? i don't know
1: yeah he's my pick for mr fantastic mcu i would love it um i know everybody wants uh what's his name from a quiet place in the office john oh, krasinski, john krasinski. krasinski. Yeah. I, I don't know i feel like john krasinski <laughs> We've already had him. I feel like he's a little too old. I think they're going younger, so I don't know. Uh, It'd be cool if they bring him back for the multiversal thing, for sure, but Penn Badgley is my pick for the MCU Mr. Fantastic, for sure.
2: Yeah. Wait, real quick, because you're talking about, like, how is he going to get out of this? It reminded me, um, I know not everyone here watches it, but um, Barry had a new trailer release. Um, It's the final season coming out, and he's definitely in a situation where you're like, how the fuck is he going to get out of this? Is it going to end really bad? Um, Every season has been, like, heightening, to the point where like it's um the the pot's about to explode it's like it's, it's about to boil over it's about boil to boil over. over and burn all the people's like it's just real bad because <laughs> <Ouch. laughs> he um oh, yeah ouch um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry for the visual but um he yeah he's at a point now where he's just kind of like uh, anything can happen so mm-hmm. if you're a fan of Barry um, definitely tune into that and if you haven't watched it I recommend it it's on HBO um three seasons so far it's really cool um bill Hader, if you like him does a great job um doing dramatic acting in this and it's like still funny throughout it so right who's yeah, the guy great. the
1: russian guy that has no hair and he has like no eyebrows and oh. everything
2: oh Frank no whole hank um, Noho i forget the hank. actor's name though yeah like, he's so
1: funny he's so i <laughs> love <laughs> NoHo hank he's Noho so hank. damn come funny. on
2: barry i thought we were friends <laughs> okay. that's pretty solid yeah <laughs> He's so good it's at so it. It's so
0: funny. His name is Anthony Carrigan.
2: That guy. And I believe wow. he, he does have that, like, where he has, like... No
1: eyebrows and hair, right? Like, that's like yeah, a real yeah, thing. Yeah, he might have, like, alopecia or something. But, but he, dude, that guy fun. rocks
2: it. Like, it doesn't make you think about it. Like, he's, oh, my God, he's so great. Alopecia, get
0: my wife's name out of your mouth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Watch it. Uh. Hey, ow. Yeah, so, Scott, continue on, because I think you watched Shrinking also. I know Drake talked about it last oh, week. Oh, yeah. What did you okay, think about yeah. Shrinking? So, yeah, Drake talked it up. Um, I went ahead, checked it out, and I ended up watching
2: all of them in, like, a sitting. It's wow. really good. Um, Damn. Damn. Jason Siegel, great. If you like him, you're going to like him in this. He's, like, silly and um, oh, he can also do drama. You know, it's great. Yeah. The it's, It is interesting how this show kind of gives me Ted Lasso vibes in the sense that there's, like, dramatic things happening, but there's still, like, a through line of, like, silly and funny mm-hmm. um, and still kind of an uplifting aspect throughout it. So, like, there's even moments in it where, like, one character, say, is blowing up at another character, but it's, like, kind of comedic. And then the character who's getting, like, berated mm-hmm. is, like, oh, oh, that guy. You know? And you're, like, <laughs> it kind of lessens the tension of it, but, like, you also feel the tension. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a part where Jason is like, comedically, like, you can't come over anymore. Like, it been out of my life kind of thing. And the person's just, like, oh, like, I don't know where this is coming from kind of thing. <laughs> and, like, you just don't feel, like, the, I don't know. It's just it's so easy to watch the characters are amazing the actors are amazing harrison ford's in it which is a yeah. cool i was like reminded as i like i forgot and then i started watching him like, oh yeah fuck and he's hilarious in it right? he's great <laughs> he's yeah so he's funny. like he's kind of just like this like older he dude takes who's, oh yeah? yeah he takes animals at one point but he's like an older dude that's wearing bitter, his one wearing like,
1: his one earring like he normally does
0: he is wearing an earring i think is he love it i'm trying to remember he might he's just so yeah
1: Yeah, harrison ford just rocks the one earring like it's their early 90s still and i just love that about him yeah yeah it's great yeah but he's
2: yeah he's just kind of bitter but like everyone loves him and he's still he's bitter but you can tell he loves everyone as well like it's just it's uh, so well written it kind of reminds me of ted lasso in that way and it's an apple plus show so mm -hmm. i could see you know why it's similar to that but um yeah, maybe think too, like, is this like a trend certain shows are doing now? Is this like the new sitcom style of formula, right. whatever? But right now I'm liking it. You know, it's not old yet. So I definitely recommend checking it out. I second Drake.
1: Go and watch Shrinking if you have Apple Plus. Man, yeah. that's two sticks out of the bunch. So yeah, I think we we gotta do it. Uh all right, I'm on shrinking next for sure. Cool. Uh th- something I, I don't know. I'm gonna leave this open ended. I'm not gonna talk shit about it, but I'm not gonna try to over. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's, it's just it's okay for me but i have been captivated and i've been watching it christina read this book and it's now on amazon prime it's called daisy jones and the six it's really cool it's like this fictional story about this band that hits it big in the 70s and uh really cool concept uh i i kind of wish some of the music is good uh, i wish the music sometimes was better but it is good And it's an interesting story about how this band kind of forms together and the drama between them and and the concept of coming up with an album and coming up with music and bringing a piece of yourself into it. And just the the crazy rock star lifestyle mixed with how the media is trying to get you and all these kind of things. So really well acted. Uh, The girl who plays Daisy Jones is actually Elvis's granddaughter, and she has a really solid yeah, in real life, she's Elva's de- granddaughter. Oh, wow. But uh, she has an amazing singing voice. But it's okay. Uh, I wish Christina was here because she also read the books. And she was kind of telling me the differences between the books and the show. And I've kind of been asking her, well, do you think this is better or worse than the book? And she's kind of like, some of them I like, some of them I don't. So it's kind of, it's kind of even in terms of you know again reading the book she thinks the book is better but so the book is just slightly ahead of the show but still an interesting show Mm. so uh yeah if you like bands and kind of the concept of forming a band and and making it and all that stuff in the 70s and everything this is kind of a cool show to check out so yeah that's daisy jones and the six cool Books always better books usually better for sure yeah (laughs) and uh last but certainly not least because it's more pedro pascal we just sandwiched this episode in all of pascal and uh we're gonna finish with the mandalorian so the mandalorian came out yeah yeah and we got episode two what do you guys think lay it on us on this sandwich of pascal oh man yes Um, Okay. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Another old man from Scott. Yeah. Another, another two word review from Scott. That's good people.
0: (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Uh, So uh, this episode uh, season or episode two in the latest season, season three, you get the uh, Mando's going into the mines um, mm. and he's, the he's trying to find the, the liquid the liquid luck so that he may bathe himself liquid IV. and redeem himself <laughs> to the creed of Mandalore, um, which obviously he encounters some things that you, you don't expect to see because Mandalore was destroyed. If you've watched um, Rebels or if you've watched uh, Clone Wars, Mandalore gets really messed up because they're trying to take all of that um, Beskar from the earth and you they also know that the mandalores are a huge threat to the empire as a whole so
1: yeah uh Let, well, let's oh, take yeah. a pause there because i think that's a good point because you know up until now i think we've been told that mandalore has been completely destroyed and it's poisoned. and then in this episode after he gets the new droid r5d4 he sends him out and we realize that the planet's not poisoned yeah yeah i don't know what do you think like do you think it was just because they weren't able to send somebody down there or why was the rumor that everything was poisoned, nobody could live there
0: i think uh in portion it was because you had the factions of mandalorians kind of split right. and also to you you may have the empire perpetuating that it's a wasteland so that there is no hope for mandalorians to return to their home planet to build themselves up again
1: oh that's cool yeah i didn't think about that 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 seems like likely, you know, because the Empire, as we've seen, will do anything to maintain control. So why not lie about it so that they can't reform? Like he says in the beginning, I mean, Mando says it himself, dinjarin Djarin, you know, our people are scattered like stars across the galaxy. So this is a, a cool yeah it was just kind of a cool way they showed it and i liked that they talked about the fusion rays from the bombs and you get to see all that green glass kind of yeah. scattered through the planet but yeah he starts they they touch down back a mandalore and and yeah you could take it away
0: no i uh, then you see the those like uh monsters they lived on the planet or they're not monsters they're they're living beings who don't look like us and monsters they, yeah the monsters and they, they attack even
2: like human
0: <laughs> uh, and a Grogu, and come to find out that they're uh, they inhabitants that lived on the planet previous during when Mandalore lived there. Yeah. So essentially, Mandalore the huge domes that you see where it's just like a cluster of things. They're they're huge domes on the planet because the planet was kind of terraformed, and they took a lot of the best car from the the planet itself. So it was kind of desolate. They could only live in these dome type situations. If you watched the animated series, any hoosers. So they've survived. The original inhabitants survived, but all of the Mandalorians are gone. They get attacked by them. Mando's um, going down through like this labyrinth of uh, you know dirt and decay and rust and um, decimation, mm-hmm. and uh, gets essentially caught in the trap, um, a, trap. A, a, a trap. by a being. A being. A trap. Traps. Nice. Um, it reminds me of what we were talking about previously to the pod. Um, and then
1: uh, <laughs> you want to fill everybody the, in.
0: Well, well. So this this hunter, right, was yeah. trying to uh, oh. capture uh, capture man, Mando,
1: and I don't work, know work what the kind last of name like, into the sentence and, and yeah. refer them. To... <laughs> nice, yeah, well done, well done. Yeah, into you a situation
0: where he could like <clears throat> take his blood source, right? Um, and so I don't know if there was like implants Ooh. that was going into. Uh, uh, from the hunter into Mando, Mando or, yeah. That, or point
1: but that monster yeah. was really cool though I, so cool. I, I thought that was really Grievous well done vibes, huh? yeah Grievous vibes but kind of updated very new I thought the aliens and the creatures in this episode were awesome because it felt like in this season of Mandalorian, we're getting actual new aliens to the Star Wars universe, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. dude, they're killing it! Like Gorian Day, I think, was the pirate in the first episode. uh He looks super cool. uh The like monkey spider-looking faces, the time machine,
2: fucking monsters, right? Almost like Remember oh, that movie, yeah. Time Machine.
1: Yeah, which one? Time it Machine. Kind of reminded me of that. Which one um, are they? Which which uh, one? well yeah anyway anyway so we'll like, talk well later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm so confused now but the Sorry. whole eye monster thing and the way he kept like cutting down the body but it kept you know kind of crawling out and getting into like a different mech or something of a body right Although that was super cool uh i'm trying to think of what else there was in this episode but all of that was was awesome. I thought the puppeteering and the aliens in this Yeah, the mixture of
2: much. practical and CG was like yeah, freaking was awesome. awesome. Yeah. Like seeing him fight those um those six eyed monkey things or how many of eyes they had. And yeah. then um then like jetpacked down to like the core of like Mandalore or whatever it was like pretty awesome that like it cool. all felt like really like video games come to life kind of stuff it felt Definitely. It really
1: cool. did anybody think it was crazy how grogu's little ba- ba- bayonet or not bayonet what is it bassinet Bayonet yeah, would yeah. be tied to but bassinet could just float down like it has like no yeah. gravity or height limit it could just do whatever it wants in yeah. space you're like that's pretty nice i mean he could just float down i thought it would just high.
2: fall yeah I know, because, <laughs> right i thought it was like a you know like a thing like he's it always stays so far off the ground right kind of like a, a speeder or something if it went off the edge it would just probably plummet until it sees ground again yeah but he has like total control it's like omnidirectional whatever Yeah, it's seriously. pretty great i was like that or he uses the force OP. oh that's true oh. i never thought about that so yeah. just now
1: did, did you how did
0: <laughs>
2: yeah <you> i remember
0: <laughs> good point um book of Fett, where boba fett rode the rancor yes yeah and we got kind of um uh, foreshadowing because they talked about the Rancor, then they brought the Rancor in, and then they used to talk about how uh, powerful individuals used to ride Rancors. Yeah. So um, where you going? with the show of, like, Boko talking about the, the Mythic Waters... Um, et cetera, et cetera. And she talked about how like, oh, this used to be like a realm for the ancient mythosaur who uh you know, the original Mandor or the Great Road and blah 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 blah. And then Mando's down there and he goes to uh or no, Bo Katan goes down to and there Mando to just save Mando. Slips. Yeah, he just fucking eats it. And it's he like,
2: can't swing like He didn't know how deep the water was and he yeah. fell off a cliff was
0: like,
1: oh fuck.
0: It's fucking deep. So Bocatan <laughs> has to like dive in, use her jetpack underwater. Right. And not just the bando took cool. off. That
1: wasn't even yeah. the first time she saved him. She saves him twice in his episode. Yeah. Yeah. Which Dude, I was that- like, what? yeah Yeah, go for it
2: those waters were so deep so deep i was like okay he fell a little bit i'm like and then she just keeps going i'm like what is the mariana trench all of a sudden (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) underneath the earth too underneath the planet um so (coughs) this is my thesis is that the mythosaur was the, the the mandalore the great rode the mythosaur tamed them they were like huge dinosaur animals that flew outside of the uh, outside of mandalore and i think if mando is to become the the quote unquote rightful individual who has the dark saber plus uh, maybe that'll come into contention or maybe that's just a little kiss because that's like the mandalorian crest is the mythosaurus skull face Mm -hmm. so we'll kind of see how that pushes forward
2: Um, no dude i think we see it because they showed 100%. its eyes, they did yeah, that they Kaiju action, you yeah. know, like that Godzilla stuff. I'm like, yeah that <laughs> thing is awake
0: and alive. We're gonna yeah. see it. Did, the,
1: yeah. Okay, my, yeah. my okay, my question with all of that is, you're right. I, I think it's gonna be badass. I, I can definitely see Mando riding it at some point this season. But we we got to see Bo Katan save Mando's ass twice. Yeah, She also gets to use the Darksaber in this. Dude. And from the start of the episode where Mando was trying to kill those alien creatures, you uh, could still see it's super heavy for him. For Bo-Katan, it's not. She can really use it. She had it up by her head, shield and everything. Why is this a sign that Bo-Katan is supposed to be the leader that reunites oh. Mandalore? Possibly. And that Mando or Dinjarin is a trick did that's you know supposed to throw us off, but it's really Boca Todd. Sorry, Scott, what were you? What were you oh, no, no, I'm sorry, that? I got too excited. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, it, it seems like um,
2: she <laughs> she like knows what she wants to do when she has the sword, which when I'm looking it up, it's like you got to be sure of yourself when you're using right. that thing, otherwise like you're, it's
1: heavy. Yeah, your feelings and your energy pass through the blade, right? And yeah, so if you're and unsure, she's like,
2: yeah, exactly, and like she's proud of her lineage. She's like, man, we used to own this bitch. Like, yeah all these dummies would like follow this religion and mm-hmm. not us. Like it just it felt kind of like, okay, there. But um it seems like she's like, I'm I'm ready to Khaleesi this shit and like take over. Um, and I could see that. Like, dude, it was it was so cool watching her rock the, the black blade. Like it was it was badass. So yeah, I, I could totally see that. I don't know how they're gonna do it where like she got to get over this whole, like, I got to kill you for shit. Like, dude, just right. accept I, the gift, maybe. Maybe that'll work or something, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, because I think this whole season really is about whatever your belief is, maybe it's not all or nothing, mm-hmm. right? Like, Mando's so about the creed of the watch. Like, I think I think he's able to wield the Darksaber better once he's able to let go of, I need to wear my helmet all the time. We have this strict rules, all that stuff. And I think also, this is the same case for Bo-Katan, where she's able to lead when she realizes that some of the old traditions and some of what the Creed believes is from the heritage of Mandalore and makes somebody a Mandalorian. So she needs to embrace some of those traditions traditions and beliefs so i think Mm. there's this thing of they're they're gonna like allow each other to some leniency and you know they're gonna influence each other and he's gonna relax and she's going to kind of gain some faith back but i don't know i'm curious to see if she is at the end of the day at the end of the season the one that's going to reunite all the Mandalorians and bring them back to Mandalore and say, Hey, it's not poisonous. Uh, I got the dark saber. Uh, and then Din's going to be like, cool. I don't have to wear my helmet all the time. Cause Pedro Pascal doesn't want to do that. And then yeah. we get uh, a little baby Grogu helmet and then all is good in the universe. So, yeah. He got to wear
2: a helmet though.
1: Dude, the little helmet with the ears to out. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. So Give it funny. to me. I so want to see that. Yeah. You know, too, like,
2: um, sorry, real quick tangent, like talking about Pedro Pascal, not wearing the helmet. I'm like, he, he definitely he doesn't even need to be there for the scenes, yeah? It might just I, be another dude. Yeah, I don't and think then he... And he just, like, audio in.
1: Right. I think there was yeah. something for the last season of... No, sorry. Last episode of season one. I think he just did a lot of voice acting. I don't think he was really on set that much. I don't yeah. know. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I saw that somewhere. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah. He's got a solid gig. Uh, yeah, and then he doesn't put on all that shit. Uh,
0: yeah. Another tangent... Um, have you seen who they already casted in um ahsoka
1: no maybe elder than ahsoka i, I don't know who, who are you talking about specifically which character so i'm talking about so we're talking about the dark saber mm-hmm. and within
0: rebels sabine Wren, who was also a part of like Bo-Katan's squad wielded the saber and she was unable to kind of wield it because it was so heavy for her mm-hmm. so she's gonna be played by um uh, uh, forget her name, Lizzie Bordeaux.
1: Oh, okay. I it sounds familiar, but I can't put a face to the name.
0: Um, so she was. Do uh, Netflix had a um, uh, a spin-off of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, okay. Natasha Liu Bordizzo. She's an Australian actress. She was. She was that. She was also in. Um, that one movie we watched, uh, with, uh, ugh, it's just like vampire. oh, she was in day
2: shift.
0: Yeah. She was in day shift. Um, she was also, yeah. What was that show? Yeah. That I'm, watched on I'm trying the to
1: like click anything to find a picture of this person. Natasha yeah. Liu Bordizzo.
0: Yeah, Bordessa. I
1: Yeah, let us continue because yeah, yeah, I can't. Anyway, moving that. on, moving on, moving <laughs>
0: on.
1: She gonna be in it,
0: guys. She, she gonna be, be in it. it. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Sorry, going back um, to
0: um, Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, so in in, in this, it kind of sets up uh, Matt So Mando is technically resolved, so we can assume he he might go back to um, the the what is her name? The welder, the armor. the armor. It's a welder. <laughs> I mean, uh, the welder, she does well too far off. You were the, the electrician
1: guy. and uh, so, <laughs> the contractor. So Mander, yeah, the, yeah.
0: He goes back to the carpenter and then says <laughs> that he's good to go. Right, and then uh, we can assume that that's going to be the case, and we can assume that we're going to see because this is one of the first times we see Grogu on his own. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so hopefully we'll see a Handling little bit more his of that transition. Business. Yeah, yeah, doing his like, little
1: force pushes. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I just I, I can only imagine him with, like, a weapon. That would be so fun to watch.
1: What? Yeah, yeah, I was curious. Oh, Yeah, sorry,
2: do you got Oh, no, sorry. I was just going to say, like, what if uh, Mando does keep the blade and then Grogu's teaching him how to use it?
1: Oh. oh. He's like, I learned some lightsaber tricks, brah. Let me oh, show you how. I think <laughs> Dude, that would be sweet. What do you think? Yeah. Like, could Grogu wield the darksaber? oh
2: even better yeah what am i talking about
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's that what if, what if luke comes back and just gives him the lightsaber and says hey i shouldn't have made you choose you know you you know don't fall to the dark side remember your training here's yoda's lightsaber like i still think that's an option and or like
2: you're what, what about you what you just said what if he becomes a mandalorian and then lee leads the right you think people would
1: like that I don't know. (laughs) know. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, Grogu's going to be around for a long time. We're finally getting him to start talking to some degree. Uh, I don't know. I think think we see him become a full-fledged Mandalorian, but I don't think we rule out him being able to get a lightsaber either. I don't know if in this season, because season four has already uh, been confirmed. So if, if not in this season, I think season four, we see him get a lightsaber.
2: Hell yeah, dude. That'd be awesome.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I really like where they're going. Uh, We know the mythosaur is there. I'm just curious. It ended at such a cliffhanger for episode two that a conversation needs to be had between Mando and Bo-Katan. Maybe he doesn't believe her that the mythosaur is there, but I think he does because he's such a zealot. Uh, And, yeah, now that he has redeemed himself, I wonder... I guess what I'm thinking is that he's going to go back to the armor and the watch and say, Hey, I've redeemed myself. And I don't think it's going to change anything for him. I don't think they accept him. I don't think that they say, Hey, you're, you're back on the team. You know, you, you did everything right. I I think he's still pushed out. I think, I think he's still kind of this, um, you know, apostate in a weird way. And so, uh yeah, I think that's the turning point. But regardless, with him and Bo Katan now both redeeming themselves by her going in to save him, I think that they combine forces and we get to see Mandalore start to be rebuilt because eventually I think the Mandalorians do help the rebels fight the Empire or the First Order, right? Something like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about it. Um, That's true. Like, what was it? His plan was just to go bathe there, and then,
2: does he have any proof? He's like, hey, hold this I camera. Did it. It'll be going to water. Like, right. it did feel very, like, when they're like, go bathe in the thing. He's like, all right. And they're like, it's impossible, though. He's like, I'll find it. Okay, sure. <laughs> it felt very Invader Zim, like, they are like, oh, we got to get rid of this guy. Let's send him to this planet that doesn't exist, Earth. And then he finds the planet, and they're like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> now we got to right. acknowledge him. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it feels – yeah, I don't know how he's going to gain their trust back. It's like he's going to bring back a vial of the water. I don't know.
1: Right. I mean he took down the turtle alligator and they were like, yeah, you're still not one of us. And he <laughs> yeah, like, like, saved just, everybody's he ass. Died. So, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I like that a lot of the theories that were online were pretty much squashed by Episode 2. So it's going to be really interesting to see where this season goes. But uh, more – I think at some point the Mandalorians have to unite. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah we're gonna we're going to hopefully see it. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: it was so good though it was good, so
1: good. I really liked this so episode so good. yeah uh excited we are also doing our mandalorian weekly talk with challenge accepted uh every wednesday night at 8 30 p.m pacific standard time and uh yeah we're just going to be talking about the new episode as it drops so if you want to come in share your thoughts about the new episode or past episodes or where you think this season is going please share it uh we're all on board with that and uh hope you guys can make it yeah any final thoughts or closing words gentlemen
0: oh uh, boy yeah oh, <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh
2: man yeah Frank, i fucked it up yeah. um uh, <laughs> uh, freaking go watch uh, mandalorian go watch shrinking um you know comment and subscribe we want to hear from you guys um, do it yeah interact with us because we want to <laughs> no, talk you
1: sound like the guy from what we do at, Where? Uh, what we do in the shadows damn why can't oh, I talk yeah. Uh, Nandor, right. yeah, Nandor. <laughs> yeah Nandor Nandor's <laughs> oh, hilarious he's uh, so good. Nandor's so good uh, that all right. <laughs> on that note all right, bye everybody have a good week and uh, thanks for sticking with us thank you bye bye the Joystick Show if you've enjoyed what you've been listening to we'd really appreciate a follow subscribe and a review just how we like chatting with our friends please share this with yours feel free to join the squad and follow us at j-o-y-s-c-h-t-i-c-k-s-h-o-w joystick show on twitter and instagram or anywhere you listen to podcasts And if you feel like submitting topics or questions to be discussed on future episodes, you can email us at joystick.show at gmail.com. As always, thank you, peace out, and make it a great rest of your week.